Welcome to the INO podcast. I am your host for the foreseeable future, Jasmine Boozer. And this is a podcast. This is our first episode, actually. This is our first episode. And so I wanted to take the time with you guys and kind of explain what this podcast is about. And then we're going to get into the meat of what we're going to talk about today. Um, But what I wanted to talk about was uh, what INO and where the vision came from. And uh, basically, my heart for this podcast is to speak truth speak light to a seems like a growing darkening world basically what I want to do is take topics that are happening in our world whether political cultural whatever the case is and basically shine the light of Christ on it Um, come at it from a biblical perspective I feel like Christians nowadays um, we don't know enough Bible We don't know enough about our Savior, and so we're whipped around by every wind of doctrine um, that's presented to us. Anything that looks cool, sounds cool, or the world tells us is cool, we kind of go along with that. Um, And I'm seeing a lot of mixing in the body of the Christ and in the body of Christ. And so uh, I just, you know, feel the Lord saying, come out from among them, you know. Uh, We're not called to be like everybody else. We're not called to act like everybody else. We're not called to walk like anybody else. Uh, We're called to be the body of Christ, which means sometimes we're going to have to walk through hard things. Sometimes we're not going to be in the in crowd. Sometimes we're not going to be able to hang out with our friends. Sometimes we need brand new friends altogether. Um, And so that's what this podcast is for. It's to help young people um, be holy and sanctified. Um, And we're going to get more into that into the podcast. But right now, I just want to talk about um, what the mission of the podcast is. And basically, you know, I wrote everything out, you know, write write the vision, make it plain. What's the mission? Um, We are helping young adults understand and maintain holiness and purity in today's culture. Like I said before, I feel like our generation does not know how to be holy, how to be pure. And what does that look like? We kind of just stumble our way until our 40s or upper 30s if we're lucky, and then we get serious about God. Um, But I believe God wants to use us now, use us as young people, because we're young and spry. You know, we have the energy, no offense to my older counterparts, but um, there's an energy that young people bring that older people do not. Um, There's a relevance that younger people bring that older people do not. And there's a reason why God calls on young people too, because we offer a brand new perspective. And one thing that the enemy will try to do, especially to Christians, is waste time. That's one of his tactics. If I can get them to wait until they're nearly too old to do anything, um, I still have won and I've cut down on time. But how awesome would it be if we had a generation of people, young people who are like, hey, I've walked with God for 50 years. Hey, I've walked with God for 70 years. Hey, I've walked with God for six years, whatever the case is. I want to hear more of those testimonies, not the God had to snatch me out. And then I went back and then God had to snatch me out. But where are the people, where are the Samuels who have been kept all their life? And so um, that's what we're going to try to do. Um, I want to talk about the values of the podcast. Um, This podcast, the number one podcast, the number one, the number one value in this podcast is love. 
Aino believes that nothing productive can be done spiritually without love first. Love is the greatest commandment and is at the forefront of everything we do. Listen, I, I have a feeling, <laughs> I have a gut feeling that this podcast is going to be um, a, a lot of conviction. And a lot of the time people, Christians, mature or otherwise, mix conviction, conviction with condemnation. Um, but you cannot properly live holy and not properly live in the body of Christ without love. Otherwise, it's works and religion and you get bogged down. Um, love has to go first. And again, we'll talk about that later in the podcast. But lo- love must come first before um, everything. Because um, when you do it out of place of a love, that is what pleases the heart of the father. Honesty. Um, I know exists to have honest conversations with young adults within the body of Christ about holiness and sanctification. We also value the realities of others and want others to be honest with us. Basically meaning we're going to be honest with where we're at with you guys. And we want you guys to be honest with us. Listen, there are things in the Bible. And I'm going to be uh, upfront and honest and frank. There are things in the Bible that I, I do not like. <laughs> And I know that's very controversial for Christians to say, but what I mean is that my flesh does not like it. My flesh right now, current Jasmine, does not agree with. And current Jasmine is working so that future Jasmine can uh, be all that she can be. But if we can work on where my current flesh is and sacrifice it, really, then I will be all that I can be. But in order to do that, I have to be approached with honesty first. I have to be honest about the situation that I'm in. And so um, I will be honest with you guys on this podcast. And I hope, you know, as you guys send me topics or questions, uh, because we are going to have a question segment in this podcast, you guys are honest with me. Hey, honestly, I don't like this rule that God has in his Bible. I can work with that. I can work with your f- flesh not agreeing or your flesh not liking. What I can't work with is when people say, well, I just don't agree with the, that part of the Bible, so I'm not going to do it. That's not living holy. That's not living sanctified. Um, truth. I know believes that Bible is the infallible word of God and is the standard for believers. I know believes the truth will make you free. Um, like I said, this, this podcast is all about truth. I'm going to be honest. Um, with you guys, and I'm going to speak the truth of God's word. Um, The truth comes to convict, and it comes to separate bone from marrow. That means flesh and spirit. That's what the truth does, and sometimes that is painful. Not even going to front. Sometimes that is very painful, and so, um, but it's necessary in order to become more like Christ. Um, So I hope that when I'm honest, Um, You guys will feel Holy Spirit, a a holy conviction with that, um, because God will love you. So where it's not painful or uh, condemnation, but rather it is a loving removal of your flesh from your spirit. Holiness. I've already said holiness multiple times, and that's because the topic of today's podcast is holiness. That's where we're going to start. But I know believes that God is coming back for a spotless bride. Our goal is to be prepared for that day. Uh, spotless and blameless bride. I should have added that. Um, that That's a bit intimidating. Now, are we covered by the mercy and grace of God? Absolutely. Absolutely. But what we cannot do is continue mixing with the world. He's not coming for a half in, half out bride. Um, men out there who are listening to this podcast, you would not want a wife who is kind of into you and kind of into your best man. You would not want a wife who's kind of into you and kind of into your friend. 
You want a wife who's fully committed to you. Um, And that is exactly what our father in heaven wants. He wants a bride who is fully committed to him, who is spotless and blameless in heart. Um, And that's what we're going to try to prepare the body to do. And lastly, mercy. I know believes that God, that since God has shown immense mercy to us, we will show immense mercy to everyone. Um, You're going to make mistakes in this life. Uh, That's where grace comes in. That's where mercy comes in and shows you undeserved kindness. Um, And we want to partner with God for those moments. Um, Mercy is where lives get changed. Mercy is where the hearts are changed. And so we really, really want to be partnered with that. Um, So, yeah. Um, And I just want to go over our drivers a bit. Um, One of them is, here's the thing. We want to be... So I'm going to go over our drivers. Um, so I'm going to go over our driver. Dri- so I'm going to go over our drivers for the INO podcast, um, and it's just five guides that are going to help us navigate this crazy world. Um, but one of them is to see the bride of Christ become all she is called to be, that not one would be lost in the noise of culture. Um, that second one really hits home because I feel like we're losing a lot of Christians on the wayside wayside where we really don't have to be. Um, It's just that culture, there's a lot of noise um, in this world, a lot of podcasts, a lot of TV shows, a lot of internet posts, whatever the the case is. There's just a lot of it. And, uh, I feel like we lose a lot of people because they're just overwhelmed by the wrong side of things. Um, And I just want to fill and occupy this space. Um, One thing I like, and you might hear me mention them uh, a little bit. I'm a big fan of Mercy Culture Church and um, a big fan of um, one of their ministers there. And uh, one thing she talks about is occupying space. um, That's Jasmine Tate. Um, She talks about occupying space. And... um, that's what I want to try to do in the podcast realm. I, I do see a lot of Christian podcasts and I feel like we're occupying that space well. Um, however, I do see a lot of Christian podcasts that occupy the space of grace and love. And that is awesome. But I don't see a ton of podcasts talking about conviction of God and in an entertaining way. You know, I, I want this podcast to be fun and convicting, which is very hard mix. Um, But somebody has to bring some conviction on the side of uh, Christianity. Um, And y'all, I'll be honest with you. I did not want to be the convicting person. I did not want to be the person to bring conviction. I was like, God, I want to start a podcast. Can I just be the love guy or can I just be the the grace person or the mercy person? He's like, no, I put a sword in your mouth. Your job is to bring conviction and bring correction to the body of Christ. And I'm like, man, that's not fun. Um, But I believe he's going to mix it with some fun. (laughs) I'm hoping so. Um, So, yeah, um, the next driver is to live from the kingdom of heaven here on earth, to guide the bride in all purity, and to see the bride grow in community and love to one another. Um, I don't know if you guys can tell, but things are kind of ramping up in the world. Uh, The day I'm recording this is Tuesday, October 12th of 2021. 2020 is behind us, praise God. Um, but things are kind of ramping up and, um, the bride of Christ is gonna have to be close knit 
And I, I hope this becomes that close knit community. Um, so yeah, I just, I wanted to go over what I hope this uh, podcast is. And I want to leave you guys with, um, with something. What I want to leave you guys with is that you have permission to change your mind with this podcast. Um, personally, cancel culture, I do not believe it's of God because God does not cancel us. He said he would never leave us nor forsake us. Are there um, times where we have to reprimand and uh, give discipline? Absolutely. Um, but when someone says something out of pocket or out of character, I think we've um, kind of taken it to the extreme and we just throw the whole person out. Um, and I don't think that's of God. And so what I hope is that I believe God gives us permission to change our mind um, in our whole life. We don't come in one way thinking one way and leave thinking another way. I really think it's just not even possible. If you've done it, let me know. Send me a letter. Um, but I just don't think it's possible. Um, God gives us permission to change our minds. And so I'm going to give you guys permission to change your mind. And I hope you will give me permission to change my mind. That being said, um, God reveals things for us. What do we go from? We go from faith to faith and glory to glory. Sometimes we are revealed a certain uh, angle of God. Best way I can describe it, a certain angle of God. That's what he's showing us. That's our revelation. But when we expand our perception of God, our thinking changes. That's why we have to renew our mind daily in Christ. So as my perception changes, what I used to think becomes old and I step into the new. Meaning that as this podcast evolves, I might change my mind. And I know that's not okay in today's world, but I hope you guys will give me the grace to change my mind as I help you guys change your mind. If you say, hey, Jasmine, I don't think that's biblical. And I say, okay, and we just go about our way and dis, you know, in loving disagreement, you know, first of all, loving, but we just don't agree on that one topic. And then you come to me 15 years later and say, hey, that was actually biblical. No harm, no foul here. And I hope there's no harm, no foul on my end if I also change my mind. I want this to be a safe space. I want this to be a place where you guys can grow with me and um, we can get into the nitty gritty um, of God together and uh, grow our perception of him. So we're going to transition into the second part of our show and we're going to start talking about holiness. So why is the enemy attacking holiness? I think that's an interesting question. Um, why attack a holy thing? Um, well, I think it goes back to the scripture of Matthew 12 that says a kingdom divided. And I'm summarizing here, guys. But a kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. A house divided cannot stand. In other words, how can darkness drive out darkness? Now, what does this mean for the Christian? Where does our power come from? Our power, first and foremost, comes from Holy Spirit, right? Um, but it is maintained by holiness. If I start dabbling in things that I shouldn't, and by dabbling in things, I mean sin. If I start living a lifestyle of sin, contrary to the nature that God has given me, 
um, I am mixing with darkness. So then when it comes time to give righteous judgment over a situation or when it comes time for me to cast out a devil or whatever the case is to bring light to a dark place, my character comes into question and my my words become invalid. Why? Because I'm not living a lifestyle that matches with what I speak about. My heart is not in the right place. My hands are not in the right place. Therefore, I have no power to cast out darkness. Darkness cannot cast out darkness. And so that is why the enemy is attacking holiness. If he can get you to mix with sin in your life, you have no You've now compromised your authority in that specific area of your life to bring light to that situation. So if you continue this life of sin, and you keep going down the wrong road and you keep going down the wrong road and God keeps convicting you. You keep not listening. Uh, you're kind of impotent. And I know that's, a you know, a, you know, an uncomfortable world, but you fire blanks. Um, you don't really have much in the chamber. And so that is why the enemy is specifically attacking holiness. I'm afraid that there's a lot of impotent Christians because we've become so mixed with the world. And I, I want to specifically target how to live a holy life. What is holiness? How to live a holy life? And I, I really want to land on personal convictions because I feel like this is the slippery slope for us. You know, the Bible instructs us to be holy for God is holy. You know, that's in First Peter 1. 15 through 17, um, because Christ is on the inside of us, we, we have to be holy. Um, that's the only way to live. Now, what I want to talk about, because when we think of holiness, we think of rules. Let's be honest. Everybody in here, we think of rules, right? And nobody wants to be bogged down by rules, right? But I, I want to talk about the, the reward that comes with holiness. Psalms 24, or Psalm 24 verse three through four, and I'm, I'm going to pull that up here. It says, Psalms 24, Psalms 24, verse three through four says, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, that's idolatry, nor sworn deceitfully. Like I said before, I see a lot of mixing with our generation specifically but also we're missing out on the awesomeness and the relationship that comes with Christ. Um, we're really missing out on that. To ascend the hill of the Lord, if nothing else, means to be closer in proximity. Um, one thing I've noticed at a lot of uh, traditional Pentecostal churches is you always have um, really, really older people and then pretty much a really big gap and then really really young people and the really really young people always go up to their spiritual mothers or spiritual mentors and they say they talk about their woes and they ask mother so-and-so or sister so-and-so or pastor so-and-so what should I do and don't you think it would be nice if you had a relationship with the father so you don't always have to tie down and find or call pastor so-and-so or mother so-and-so that's what we're missing out on we're, when we don't ascend the hill of the Lord um, through holiness, we're missing out on the connection and the intimacy that comes with Christ. Um, and so we're left treating other people like spiritual psychics, which is not of God. You were supposed to go to your father first. And what helps is if you're not in sin, 
when you are in holiness and righteousness, now we always have the righteousness of Christ, right? But when you're walking and living a life of holiness and purity before the Lord, you have his ear. You're, it's easier to hear um, because you're not tied down by the world. Your spirit is more sensitive to his voice. So I want to talk about what holy means. Holy is the word hagios in Greek, and it means to be separated for sacred things and ceremonious things. Listen, this is not for the faint of heart Christians. What I'm inviting you guys to is not for the faint of heart Christians or those who are okay with making it into heaven by the skin of their teeth, which granted, that just seems like a scary way to live. I want, when I go, <laughs> I want to be sure that I'm, I know where I'm going. Um, I don't want, I don't want that added stress. You're already dying. <laughs> you don't want the added stress of not knowing where you're going to go. Um, I, I don't want that stress. Um, but th this life is for those who, honestly, it's for the remnant of God. It's for the people who are going to draw near to God and are, they, they really want that close relationship with him. They don't want to have to call up mother so-and-so and sister so-and-so. They don't want to continually battle with the same sin um, all the time. They, they want a close relationship with Christ. They want to ascend the hill of the Lord. They want to be best friends with God, not just, you know, God saved me, which is awesome. Um, but I want to be his friend. You know, when, when things go down, I want God to call me up. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be looked over like, well, Jasmine ain't gonna pray. Well, Jasmine's not going to do this. Jasmine's not going to do that. Um, I want him to think of me. And to be selfishly honest, I want him to think of me first. When something goes down, I want him to be like, I got to tell Jasmine, you know, um, and I hope you guys do, too. So I, I really just this podcast is going to be very practical. because Sometimes we use these big, scary words like holiness and sanctification, which I'm going to be using on this podcast because they're important and we should say them because the Bible said them. However, uh, I sometimes we use those big words and we don't give meaning for them and we don't give practical tips. So I want to be sure that I give practical tips. I want to make sure I give practical tips. So basically, the first time we ever see the word holy um, is in Exodus 3.5. And that's where God caused the ground that Moses is walking on, holy ground. And he tells him to remove his shoes, remove his sandals off of his feet because the ground he's walking on is holy. And I just want you guys to keep that picture in your head as I'm talking about practical ways to be holy. What is that? That illustration shows that when we come into the holiness of God, the shoes carry dirt, soil, sometimes waste. Um, the shoes were very dirty back then. Um, dust of the earth, everything. Um, and that kind of dirt and stuff to get close to God, which represents the world and it literally represents the earth because you're walking on earth in your sandals. All of that has to be put away when you're walking into the presence of God. So I just want that to be a, a an illustration for you guys. And then I want to drop this scripture on you. James 4.4, 4, ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. I'm telling you, you do not want to be an enemy of God. It might be you might look like you're winning for a little bit, but in the end you lose. So who, he who laughs last wins. That's, that's my quote because I don't remember the actual quote. 
be the last lap. Be on God's side. Don't be um, in friendship with the world. Separate yourself. Again, come out from among them. Um, but I want to give you practical things, practical things to think about in your daily walk with Christ. And one thing to think about is think how I can be different for Christ that draws good attention to him. Not all this weird stuff that the Pharisees used to do when they were fasting and they didn't wash their face or whatever else they didn't wash. Um, but this needs to be a personal journey with you. Don't draw attention to yourself. That's religious and gross. Draw attention to him. So what are you watching? What are you listening to? I really want to kind of land on what are you listening to? We all know that pornography is not godly. Um, but I, I want to talk about certain TV shows um, that I I feel like a lot of Christians, to be frank, just shouldn't watch because usually they promote things that are uh, not of God. Um, Salem, I had a lot of Christian friends who watched Salem. I had a lot of Christian friends who watched um, Lucifer. Um, I had a lot of Christian friends who watched all types of demonic stuff that, to be honest, I don't know if you need conviction about. I feel like it's just certain Christian common sense. I, that might be wrong to say. Um, but really pay attention to what you're watching and you're listening to. And again, of course, we know that pornography is not of God. Uh, but we, it does not stop there. It stops at conviction. So really, again, just really pay attention to what you're watching. If you would not be comfortable with Jesus sitting right next to you, because remember, he's already he's already inside you all the time. But if you would not be comfortable with Jesus sitting next to you as you watch your show, it might be best never to watch it. So I'm not going to talk about my personal convictions on shows, because if y'all knew how little shows I watch, uh, y'all would think I'm crazy. But really pray. Seek the Lord about you know, what should I be watching? What can I get rid of God? What pleases you? What doesn't please you? And I'm not going to lie. It hurts. It hurts a little. I am a videographer by trade. I'm a podcaster by fun right now. Hopefully it will become by trade. And I, I consume a lot of media and I barely watch television anymore. And it's super sad because I used to love TV. Um, but I'm finding now that there's just not much you can watch um, where my spirit doesn't feel in conviction or conflict. Drinking, if you drink, personally, I'm not against drinking because I don't believe the Bible says you can't drink. It says not to get drunk. Now, again, I've never seen anybody who drank not get drunk at least once. But that again, that's on you. That's on you. You got to follow your personal convictions. Me, my personal conviction is I'm not allowed to drink. The Lord told me I don't I don't need to drink. It's not good for my body. So um, I've not had a drink in my life, but I'm also not against it. But one thing you really should think about is if I drink in this crowd, in this atmosphere, will that compromise me? Whether physically, you know, if you're at a wild party, first of all, you know, why are you there? Um, but if you're at a wild party and you drink, are you safe? Are you in a safe location? You know, think about that physically and then think about it spiritually. Is someone going to question your Christianity because you're, you know, having a drink? It's definitely something to think about. I'm, my guy James keeps, you know, coming back up. So we're going to read James 4, chapter 8. And it says, draw nigh to God and he will 
draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. So what does this mean? It's not enough to say, well, God knows my heart. It's not enough to work your way into intimacy with God. I have a lot of Christians, Christian friends, who are living in that, well, God knows my heart. Um, I don't want to, you know, stay with my boyfriend, but rent's super high. If anybody lives in a city, because I live in a city, y'all know rent is stupid out here. Rent is dumb, dumb expensive to live on your own. But, and I do have some Christian friends who have used that as an excuse to live in a compromising situation with uh, people that they're involved with. And they, they use the excuse, well, God knows my heart. He does know your heart and he loves you. Um, but he also says not to fornicate. And he also says, um, shun the very appearance of evil. So I'm just going to leave that there. It's also not enough to work with your hands. You know, it's, it's not enough to work out your holiness. That's what clean hands and a pure heart means. Pure heart means that your, your heart is pure towards God and your hands mean that your works and your actions are clean. Um, it's not enough to just have good actions and your heart be distant to God. That's religious and gross. God does not like that. I have a lot of religions in this world who they, they work. They work for their salvation. Uh, we don't have to. So don't. Don't make life harder for yourself. Don't work for God's approval. Work for because you love him. I know I said I would talk about this later in the podcast. It's later. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you guys a little secret about living holiness, living in holiness. One thing I found is that when I am struggling with a certain sin in that life, whatever that sin may be, if I'm struggling with something in my life, it's usually because there's a lack of love there. It's usually because I don't trust God in that area or there's a lack of love, a revealed love. Um, and so that is what causes me to act out. Love conquers all love goes first. So what I do is when I personally am struggling in an area of sin, I say, God, I want you to reveal your love to me in this area because somewhere along the way I have lost that and I either don't believe you love me in this area or I don't trust you. Um, so that that's a freebie. You don't have to pay me for that. And lastly, I want to end this segment of the podcast with personal conviction. Uh, James 4.17, we did a lot in James because James is all about living that life. You know, you got the other New Testaments where it's like grace and truth. And of course, that's awesome. We need that. We cannot make it to heaven without that. That's important. But James is like, that's all great. That's all cute. But like, are you living right, though? So James 4.17 says, therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him, it is sin. This is where personal conviction lies. There are something God made us uh, different. Every one of us in here is different. Every one of us has a strength and every one of us has a weakness, right? So God gave us strengths and weaknesses for a, we a reason. And one thing that my pastor says, one of the reasons he says is be that way we can't be our own God. If we were strong in every area, why do we need God? So we have strengths, we have weaknesses, Meaning there are some things that are weaknesses to me that are not weaknesses to you and vice versa. There's going to be some things that are your pitfalls that I wouldn't even struggle or blink at. That's not my temptation. Uh, but then there are temptations on my end that you would be like, girl, what? Why are you tripping over that? This is where personal conviction comes from through the Holy Spirit. Like I said before in this podcast, 
personally, I don't drink. I just believe that that would put me in compromising situations. That's not what the Lord has for my life. I don't believe it's wrong for a Christian to drink every now and then, as long as they are not getting drunk. You know, I have plenty of Christian friends who go out for drinks. Um, At the end of the week, they might have a glass a week, maybe. Um, I have plenty of Christian friends who only just toast on the New Year's. Um, it's just more of a tradition. I don't think God has a problem with that in their life. They don't they don't feel convicted and I'm not going to convict them over my conviction. Because, again, that's religious and gross. You can't condemn other people for your own conviction. That's that's what the Pharisees do. And it's not cute. But you have to follow your own, your own personal conviction. Like I said, again, early in the podcast, if I told you all the shows I cannot watch because the Lord does not want me to watch it, it would make your head spin. I barely watch television now. I basically watch YouTube and that's dwindling. So I, I basically want to leave that there. I want you guys to think about, you know, practical ways to live holy. If you if it says in the Bible, don't do it, then don't do it. That's a standard for all of us. The word of God, this Bible is our standard. What it says do, we do. What it says don't do, we don't do. Um, that's your roadmap. But then this is where Holy Spirit comes in is for personal conviction. Holy Spirit knows you and has knit you intricately. And he knows what your strengths are and he knows what your weaknesses are. And he's going to guide you into all truth. Um, So I encourage you guys to follow that truth. Follow what the Holy Spirit says because he's never going to lead you astray. And with that, thank you guys so much for listening to the INO podcast. I've been your host, Jasmine Boozer, and can't wait to catch up with you guys next month. Thank you.